Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Lech. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials and Projectile Stating Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? Uh, functioning at about 70%. Well, there you go. Yeah. Are you drunk? No, I'm not drunk. It's, it's just too fucking early, man. It's only an hour earlier, dude. It, it, that, it, 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 for my physiology, that is a problem. I got you. Yeah. I mean, because when I wake up, my analytical processor starts functioning at full capacity right away. Unfortunately, the speech center of my brain and my my social, uh, you know, uh, sub routines don't don't kick in for about three hours after that. So I'm, I'm not fully functional yet do you ever get the feeling that you are turning into a computer uh yes yes quite frequently i think that, that i'm i'm fully convinced that yeah i am an artificial uh life form of some fort i think that you uh i think that th- what you just said may be evidence towards the fact of that yeah yeah so but now you see you don't have that though you don't have that which is something i've i've known for you about you from a long t- for a long time you can literally, well, first of all, you can sleep in any situation. That's true. And you can wake up and immediately be at 100% full capabilities within a couple of minutes. Yes. Yeah. That's, all those things are true. Yeah. Me, I, I, seriously, waking up for me is a very long process. I can't communicate for at least a good, you know, half hour. <laughs> and I can't, I can't communicate properly for about three hours after I wake up. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, a, I don't have that sick. problem. But you know, the funny thing is, is I could wake up and start doing highly technical stuff within a couple of minutes, um, with no problem whatsoever, doing math, you know, things like that. No problem whatsoever. But it just comes down to the communication. You want to have humans. a conversation with me, fuck you. I got you. You know, Wait till so. 10. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to, to slowly roll into it because I had to wake up at 630 in order to be at least quasi functional for this show. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not even joking. If, if, if you had said, let's do it at eight. You know, You'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, it would have been just impossible. For yeah. me. The first hour of the show, I'd just be like, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't even process what you were telling me. I got you. All right. So let me before we get started with the show though, um, let's talk to the talk about the new members. So in the conspicuous in in the conspicuous duffel bag level, Brian Cole and the honest teacher, also known as Jack, is uh, has signed up. Uh, curbside switcheroo, Grant and L- lonely briefcase level, Travis. I, I don't even know what those levels mean. Uh, one's two dollars a month. One's five, and one's ten. Okay, thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I never actually uh, knew you. You know, but you just forget. I, 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 I don't. I don't. You're not required. I didn't to keep know that what the order they were in was. I got gotcha. you. So, but if you, but thank you, subscribers. We appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. And I was out. I'm out messaging people, so I'm I am uh, redoubling and tripling oh, my God. efforts. Are, to get are you more. on a spam campaign? A little bit. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So, uh, folks, prepare to be spammed by Alex. Well, here's you the know. thing: if you sign up, you're not going to get spammed. I hate to put it out there as a threat, but <laughs> okay. So 
so it's not spam in that case. It's extortion. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. Play. So it's probably better to use to the be word extorted, extorted by yes. Alex. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's two dollars a month though. Look, don't don't be afraid if something bad happens to you though. I'm just saying right. if you don't fucking sign up. Yeah, for actually that for for less than the price of a cup of coffee a month. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. All right. So if you would like to become a member though, Patreon.com/slash Unattended Baggage, and so I have two stories. I actually have three stories, but well, there's two that we're going to talk about here. And uh, we're only going to talk about the first one in the first hour. The second one will be in the second hour. So this uh, hour story is going to be Alex takes George Washington and Dom- Thomas Jefferson to a strip club. Well, hang on. <laughs> the the second, and we got to preface this, the second story, and, and you haven't told me the stories yet. You just told me, you know, the, the titles, so to speak, yeah. of the stories. The second story is Alex, the wildest night that Alex has ever had with a hooker. <laughs> yes, and and that uh, you new subscribers will get to hear that in the second hour and of course if you'd like to join patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage but we decided on the the uh, Jefferson and Washington go to a strip club yes okay yes. So well, let's go ahead okay so here's what happened so it's Sunday night this past Sunday night where you know Monday is going to be uh, uh, 4th, 4th of July. July right and it's like 3 30 in the morning and I get a ride in downtown St. Pete. Now, when I pull up on the scene, there is two dudes wearing colonial garb, <laughs> including, including the fucking uh, the uh, the, Wig. the wigs. Yeah, the full garb, the shoes, the whole nine. Right. There's two guys wearing colonial garb. Another guy and another girl not wearing colonial garb. The girl is arguing with some other dude that wasn't going with us that I didn't know at the time, but is not going with us. And it looks like a pretty crazy scene to begin with. Right. So I pull up and immediately George Washington, and we're going to call one George Washington, the other one Thomas Jefferson. Of course. So George Washington gets in the car and he's like, hey, tell us, come on, we got to go, we got to go. Now they're in a great mood, but they're drunk, obviously, 3.30 in the morning. And so we finally get everybody in the car because the woman's arguing with this dude over something. I don't even know what that fucking deal was. But finally they all get in the car. Now, when people get in the car, sometimes they have, like, they'll want to hear their own music. And so I have the ability where all they got to do is plug in their phone and they can basically commandeer my speakers and listen to whatever they want to listen to. Right. Which they did very loudly, hmm. which I don't care. Again, whatever keeps you entertained for the ride, right. I really don't give a fuck. Like, you can do what you want. So we're going down the road, and the first thing I ask these guys is, why are you are you <laughs> right. dressed as Thomas Jefferson and George Washington? Well, what's up? Now, the George Washington guy is actually Hispanic, so the other uh, Hispanic guy in the back keeps calling him George Lopez, not George Washington, <laughs> which was just <laughs> fucking funny. classic, right? right? So it's 3.30 in the morning now on Monday morning, basically, and where do they want to go? Mons Venus. Right. How late does Mons stay open? Six. Really? Yes. Okay. Mons stays open till six. So what happens is so they all get in the car. And they're partying and having a great time. And it, honestly, they're entertaining the fuck out of me. Right. Like, I am totally entertained by this. The girl's, you know, putting in the music she wants to listen to. She's halfway fucking twerking in the backseat and shit, What Was man. it like fife and drum or <laughs> what were they listening to? No, 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 no. It was, you know, regular, you know, okay. like like d- d- party club music. Right. Now, these guys are not dressed up for the 4th of July. <laughs> they are dressed up for a bachelor party. <laughs> what? Why would you get dressed up like this for a bachelor party? Hey. I have no idea. And you know what? Be honest with you, they were not sober enough to give me an explanation. Right. 
So we we drive all the way over to Tampa, and again, this is a little downtown St. Pete to Dale Mabry. Long drive, yeah. To Dale Mabry, he's a little bit of a drive. Now, three thirty in the morning, there's not a whole lot of traffic. Yeah, two seventy five. You're there in no time. Yeah, yeah. So we get there pretty pretty quickly, but it was these guys were just so fucking funny, man. They're busting on each other. They're you know, and they're wearing the full guard, man. Like they're not fucking around. They're not taking right. things off, loosening it up. Totally wearing the whole. They're fucking staying in character, huh? Yeah. Now at this point, I get I get propositioned by the group to for me to go into the club with them. Right. Now, I've been propositioned before. Well, not propositioned like that, but I I've, I've been asked before to go to to go to places. Right. They're like, "Come out drinking with us, man. Come out drinking with us." I'm like, I can't. I, I got to work, man. I got you know, I got to make money, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't do this. Right. These guys offered to pay me $150 <laughs> to go into the club. But the caveat was I had to spend all the money in the club. <laughs> and again, doesn't help me out at all, right? Because I'm like, I can't do this, man. Like, I can't. I, oh, I can't dude, go. I would, I would have had to take. That I was offer. so tempted. I, I would have had to take that <laughs> offer. Here's the thing. I've been, I've been. Look, people have asked me to go party before, and I was never really tempted to right. do it. But this time was the biggest temptation that, that I've ever had. That just sounds like fun for only yeah. one reason and one reason alone. I wanted to legitimately see the the strippers' responses. To those two, to this fuck, to these <laughs> yeah. two fucking guys. Right now, I've been telling this story to Uber to to people, my passengers, all week long. Right, and I kind of figured that they wouldn't believe me. Right, so that's why I took a fucking picture to make sure <laughs> that everybody believed me. The only thing that pisses me off about that picture is I didn't turn the camera to see the Mons Venus fucking oh right, the Mons Venus thing. Yeah, but that's what they look like, by the way. That's awesome. That's what they look like. So that is the. And again, that's not even the wildest story that happened all week long. Right. But that was a really fun story, though. Yeah. Like I had a, re- I had a lot of fun with those guys. I, like I said, man, I was so. If I would have been making, if I'd have been higher at the, my revenue number by the time I hit that ride, I would have totally gone with it. Oh, you should have. You missed an opportunity there. But I had, I had scheduled rides after that too, so there's no way I could. I mean, like I'd have to cancel rides and right. all kinds of shit, which I didn't want to do. Yeah. But at any rate, that's the. Uh, <laughs> That's that's the story of Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. And it was funny that the guy kept calling him George Lopez, by the way. Yeah. He, like, he kept fucking with him and saying, that ain't George Washington, it's George Lopez. <laughs> but they were, those guys, the only white guy was the, the guy who was dressed up as TJ. Everybody right. else was Hispanic. Yeah. So. Was and that, was, the girl, was was she part of the bachelor party? What, did they pick her up along the way? or? Okay, I think they picked up the couple, the guy and the girl, because the guy and the girl were together, the ones oh, not wearing the garb. Right, but they only picked she them went up with together. Them. No, no, they both went. Oh, so it was a okay. guy dressed up as TJ, a guy dressed up as George, and then two other people. Oh, okay. The I two other you. people were, and the girl was, I mean, she was high. I mean, she was definitely a yeah. good-looking woman. But um, they were just, I mean, they were wild in the car, though. Like, they yeah. were just fucking crazy, man. <laughs> but it was a great time, though. I, I had a lot of fun. Like, I really genuinely enjoyed the trip. So, all right. But the second story, the journey with the hooker, we'll go into the second hour. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's, as wild as that story was, it doesn't have shit on this next story. Oh, the, the hooker story? Oh, yeah. it's not even close. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Uh, it's crazy. Looking forward to that second hour. Patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage if you like to hear that one. So. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's get into it's time for a divorce America, which we've kind of talked about before, but there's some new stuff that um, that came out about this that we want to uh, talk about. A lot of polling data, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And we're seeing this more and more. It's, uh, it, it is interesting. It seems like there's been a... A fundamental shift uh, lately um, in in where the direction that this country or, or lack thereof is actually going in the new uh, near future, 
And the first one is a, a Gallup poll that says uh, confidence in U.S. institutions is uh, down, uh, average at new low. Um, and it's, it's just absolutely astounding how little faith um, <laughs> the American people have in their government. Uh, you know, this year's poll marks new lows in confidence for all three branches of the federal government. The Supreme Court at 25 percent. Yep. Only 25% have confidence in the Supreme Court. Which was at 36 before Right, that. yeah. All right. Uh, the presidency, 23%. And Congress, which I think is at 7%. That was up there early in the article. Yeah, it's 7%. Yeah, yeah, se- Only- 7%. From seven, uh, uh, hold on, down from 12. Right, yeah. <laughs> Almost a 33% loss and you were already at fucking 12. Exactly. Television just- news went from 16 to 11. Big business went from 18 to 14. Um, criminal justice system went from 20 to 14. Newspapers went from 21 to 16. And we talked about a presidency, Supreme Court. Large tech companies went from 29 to 26. Uh, the only one that stayed the same was organized labor at 28 to 28. Public schools went from 32 to 28. Yeah. The uh, religion went from 37 to 31. The medical system went from 44 to 38. The but, police went from 51 to 45. So basically, there's not a single... Um, sphere or segment or, or compartment uh, of anything having to do with government or even our entire social structure that people have confidence in. Yes. I, and that is actually pretty surprising to me. I mean, we knew for years Congress number, uh, Congress's numbers. They've have been, always been this They've been in the toilet. For a long time. Um, But it just astounds me how <laughs> the fact that confidence is so low in all these organizations that so many people still believe that they must exist. You know, I don't know how you square that. You know, I... I it, and people keep participating I think their fear, in them. I think the fear of... The fear of of what would replace it is probably the thing. I, You know, I, I guess that's the only thing... Um, well, no, no. Here's the thing. In talking to people all the time now, look, everybody hates government. Like, right. There's no getting around that. Yeah. Everybody hates them all. Yeah. Which is so nice to hear. Like when I hear them in the back saying the shit that they say, like it's beautiful to hear. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just astounding to me that we've gotten to this point and yet it still all exists. Yeah. But uh, that could be changing. Like with the what we talked about you know, last week where 25% of the American people um, are ready uh, of actual registered voters the poll was of are ready to take up arms against the government yeah you know so it's it's a strange time we're living in and uh, you know the young people have no idea apparently about anything <laughs> because a new survey reveals uh, that two and three two-thirds of Amer- uh, American youth uh, Gen Z uh, specifically do not know who America uh you know, uh, won their independence from. So, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you know what the the biggest answer was? Native Americans. <laughs> we we had to fight off those oppressive Indians in order to get in our order to become a free country because they ruled us with an iron fist. Oh my God! You know, it, it's it just it goes to show what they teach in schools. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and this goes along with the other poll that came out. Where it was a record low number of Americans, uh, of U.S. adults, proud to be an American, the poll finds. Yeah, yeah, and this is another one, and it just goes along with everything, and, and uh, uh, let's let's get to this. Now, here. I would say these numbers are a little bit, it's not as, the numbers aren't as bad 
as the uh, lack of faith in institutions numbers are. Right. So according to a June 2019 Gallup poll, fewer than two-thirds of U.S. adults, 65%, say that they are very or extremely proud of this country. Just 38 say that they're extremely proud. The lowest percentage of Americans to give that answer since Gallup began asking the question in 2001. Right. By contrast... 70% of Americans say they were extremely proud to be Americans in 2003, and 91 said that they were very or extremely proud in 2004. Right. So, and you got to remember what was going on at those times, too. So, considering what was going on, like the beginning of, uh, you know, Persian Gulf. And, right, right. You know, right we after just had 9-11. 9/11. Yeah. So, which actually makes me wonder if, uh, at least from the the powerful people who read this polls if they're actually saying oh shit we need another war <laughs> you know oh, yeah fuck you know That's i mean good, think I, you know i didn't think, think about, about that yeah because if if uh what it, let's put let's say war brings everybody together exactly exactly and so let's say you're you know at, at, at the top of this pyramid uh that we call the uh, uh you know uh, global <laughs> social structure and, and political structure and you see that you're losing the people's faith, the people's confidence. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, a, a quarter of them now say they'd like to overthrow you. Um, then, uh, you know, you know what causes people to come together, and that's a common enemy. And, yeah. you know, what do you do? You create a common enemy. Uh, and we've got a very good, a couple of very good opportunities in that right now in Russia and China. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been. here's the thing. Without having to go with a hot war, they've been doing everything they can to make it a... Uh, you know, a Cold War. Right. With but, those two. But, uh, you know, what would it take to uh, push it to the next level? Well, at this you point, know? not very much. Right. Like, there's a big pile on it now. Now you just got to, you know, put some little more pressure, and next thing you know, or just a mistake, you right. know, yeah. just one mistake. And I'm not necessarily saying there would be a false flag, but if the conditions... They don't need to have one. Not necessarily, no. If the conditions warranted... It, look, if there was... Let's say you're a decision maker... And you say, well, should we or should we not go to war? And you're looking at all these other numbers with how the American people feel about you. That is definitely going to skew the direction that you take it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's just astounding to me that that we're we've gone so far down that path, and it's it's easy to see why. You know, a lot of this is an indirect result of. A few different things, and and one of them is uh, the government's response to COVID. You know, oh, I definitely think that has a lot to do with it. it. There were a lot of people who have never felt attacked by government before until now, and until twenty twenty, yeah, and and they felt attacked by government. Um, and then you add, and that's more from the 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 right side that felt attacked that way, and now you have the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. And you have uh, a lot of people on the left now feeling they're directly being directly attacked by government. Yes. And th- these are the kind of issues that truly affect people in their daily lives. I think prior to that, when government really didn't put their fingers too much into people's daily lives, or at least we had a basic status quo of how much the government did it. Yeah. But when the government starts taking more power from themselves and taking power away from the people you get these kind of rising numbers well i think i think it well i let me just say this though i do think it has to do with the speed of it though yeah that because like it's like a a a frog in boiling water like if you just let it go slowly then the frog doesn't notice but the second you turn it up a little bit the frog's going to jump out well and i think there's also um you know there's always those those milestone events 
that happen along the way. And I think those two. Um, yeah, were, I think that that's tri- those are the triggers. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 people, things were moving in that direction anyway. This just made it happen a lot faster. Right, right. And, uh, you know, now we have an instance this week where uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh uh, went out for a, a steak dinner at Morton's in D.C., which is a, you know, five stars steakhouse. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's actually a chain, I think. But, you know, it's always top notch, Michelin, whatever. And uh, basically, he was forced to escape out the back door because, uh, you know, protesters were swarming the place after the guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I think my problem, again, look, if you want to start protesting everybody, protest everybody. But, you know, you're going to fuck with a guy when he's out just eating dinner? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Really? Really? That's what you think? This is a person, this is one of nine people who get to control 150 million people's bodies? Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> right. He he gets no quarter, you know? Yeah. And this is the way it should be. And, and this is what I feel right now is, and again, even though I'm an anarchist, um, you know, and I don't think government should exist, what needs to happen if we want to maintain government and we want to have some freedom is these folks need to be scared of everyone. Yeah. The inst- you, know? you want to reinstitute the fear. Yes. Yeah, and that's the only no, that's way a that, good point, by the way. That, that we're going to get a lot of power back. These people need to be um, – <laughs> look, I don't understand how these people don't understand that when you have to have armed guards everywhere and put up barricades around your house and every you know institution of government to keep the people that you're supposed to represent away from you because they're a threat to you, you're fucking up. You know, and they don't realize this. And that's part of the problem. And again, it, it, what from their mindset is, well, you can't please all the people. You're always going to piss someone off. No, that's not true. If you're pissing off any large group of people simultaneously, you're fucking up. It means you're doing too much. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing these type of things. And, and that's really what the problem is. So, so I th- see things like, uh, you know, a Supreme Court justice having to, to back out the, the, you know, duck out the back door and, and essentially run for his life. That's what we need. Yeah. You know, I got you. No, no, and again, I, I understand where you're coming I, from. I just, I know that Toby is listening to this, our NSA surveillance, uh, you know, uh, designee. Uh, and our other five listeners. And our other five listeners. I don't want to give any indication that I would ever participate in this type of thing, that I, I am promoting it. Um, however, I will say that I, I'm more than happy to sit on the po- the sidelines eating popcorn and watching it happen. Well, yeah, because yeah. that's what I mean. It's, you know, it's so funny is that when you listen to the beginning of the show, like the part that, you know, Ledge does. Right. And just to listen to, you know, marshmallows on Roast, the smoldering yeah. embers of society. Right. Yeah. I didn't realize how uh, apropos that was going to be. I wrote that for we a reason. <laughs> three years ago, you wrote that. Basically, yeah. it's almost been almost three years now. Yeah. That yeah. you've wrote that, and to see it totally coming to fruition at this point, yeah, is uh, is actually actually kind of funny. Yeah. Now let's get into some of this other thing. Uh, Unease U.S. tries to fet a July Fourth marred by parade shooting. Um, so a shooting that left at least six people dead at an Independence Day uh, Independence Day parade in Chicago suburb rattled Monday celebrations across the U.S. and further rocked a country already awash in turmoil. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and and that that is tragic, but it's not unexpected, you know. Uh, and again, it it kind of segues with what we were talking about before. There's this 
just, you know, simmering rage out there. And it doesn't really have a way to manifest yet. And mm-hmm. this is how it comes out. You know, it's, 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 you're going to keep seeing more and more of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just going to happen more and more. And it's, it's, it's part of, and this guy specifically attacked a July 4th parade. It wasn't a racist thing. It wasn't a, you know, none of the people were targeted. He was just essentially attacking the symbols of America. Yeah. You know? And again, we don't know into this, this guy's mind, but that's, I think that's a reasonable conclusion to draw. Yeah. Um, you know, that this was what this guy was attacking, or it could have just been a target opportunity and he's a complete psychopath. And obviously the guy's a psychopath. Yeah. That goes um, without saying. Yeah. But who legally bought the guns in Illinois. Right. Right. And, and in before the state, that actually had, had, had contact with the cops. Right. And has said to people, I'm going to kill everyone and still was able to buy the guns. Well, Illinois, uh, has like the highest, uh, gun crime rate. The second, I think they have the second highest gun crime rate in the nation Yeah, behind, uh, California. Um, and which is ironic is because they are, um, like one and two in gun crime and one and two in gun laws. Yeah. I actually, I think Illinois is like four, but they go so far as to even own a firearm. You have to get a, uh, a, a essentially a driver's license for, for guns. That they won't give you in California, basically. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about in Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have to go out. It's called a, 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 fi- a FOID, a firearm owner's ID. Yeah. And so before you, and again, they are so restrictive in Illinois, uh, but yet, you know, this still happens. So, uh, so I the one thing I find interesting is uh, the media did not really try to. It, it's funny when a, a mass shooting like this happens in a state that has very restrictive gun laws. The media doesn't <laughs> say, "Well, this is because they need more gun laws." You know, I didn't yeah. hear any of that in the media. Um, you know, so it's it's just interesting the way that they portray it in those instances. But had this happened in a uh, a much like Florida, less restrictive state. Well, Florida is kind of in the middle of the pack, really, when it comes to gun laws. Well, that's true. That's you know, true. Uh, they're kind of somewhere around the average. Actually, they're probably a little more on the restrictive side, if I had to guess. Because nah, I'd go less restrictive than more restrictive. Yeah, eh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. In mo- in a lot of states, you can open carry. Um, you know, well, they're so. definitely not in the good side. No, that's what I'm saying. They're yeah. in the more restrictive side, but. Uh, you know, it, it, the thing is, is uh, that you have such a correlation right now between the uh, the states with the most restrictive gun laws and the states with the most gun crime. You know, yeah, it's it's it really lines up pretty well. But yeah, again, this is just a symptom of the general malaise uh, that you uh, you see across the country right now. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And you put another article in here about Illinois has the six most restrictive ones. Second most mass shootings. California's number one in both restrictive laws and the number of mass right. shootings. I don't know if you've ever any seen any of these videos, but there is a video in particular about a guy in California trying to get a permit, like a concealed permit. Right. And it was it was a video that took over, like it was over two years right. of him going back to the same place over and over again. Yeah. And the cops basically just, like, ignoring him almost. Like to the point of like they won't like they were rude. Yeah. That I mean, it's been two years that this guy's trying to get a gun, right? Or trying to get a permit, and he can't get the permit because like the cops won't meet with him. Oh yeah, yeah. It's because they don't want anyone uh, uh, potentially uh, moving in on their monopoly of force. 
That's really what it boils down to. I think that's really what it boils down to. Yeah. Because you see the government get the maddest when someone is trying to do something that would take like the authority or the perceived authority of government away from them. Right. Right. So it's fuck them anyway, though. I'm so I'm so. Oh, God. It's just so painful to watch this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But now, uh, you know, the states like California, after the New York law was struck down, uh, essentially the May issue on uh, concealed permits. Yeah. Now states like California are not going to be able to be as restrictive for permitting issue because they don't they can't force you to show cause. Yeah. Why you why do you need a gun? Yeah. You know, the funny part about it is about those things, though, is that the number of people that are actually concealed carry holders the ones that have to go through the process and get and get the cards right those are never the people that do mass shootings no never no. Not, not not one of those people has ever been a mass shooter i i don't know if that is actually true not one ever i don't think so uh but i yeah i i, I think we could safely say that the incidence of uh, you know people who are legally have concealed carry permits committing um, you know, even gun crime in general is exceptionally low. Oh, really low? Way, way, way lower than the general population. Hey, you yeah. know, so this is the funny part. Like, if, you, if you're good, the government should want more people to get concealed carry things because if they get that, then the odds of them actually doing something bad go down. Well, it's not about crime. Well, of course, it's about control and power and right. monopoly of force. Right. And, it, and, and that's the thing. Like, if you look, these politicians will stand directly on the graves of dead children before they're even in the graves in order to try to take your guns. Right, right. And they've, it's been it's, it's so obvious and so clear at this point. And they don't really care about the number of deaths because, again, they'd have to admit in Chicago or in Illinois and in California that their laws aren't working. Right. You yeah. know, and even with this and latest shooter and the latest July 4th shooter, look, that guy has... Look, if red flag laws worked then this guy would have not done this. Right, right. But they don't. Yeah. Sorry. Wish it, wish it was the case. Not the case. Yeah, the, uh, they may in some cases. I, I don't want to say that they, they don't work at all. Uh, I don't think they should exist because I don't think that there's any structure by which you should be engaging in pre-crime and judging what a person might do. Yeah, knock on. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, still, I, you can't say that they they don't work in all cases because I'm, I'm sure there's probably some violence that uh, red flag laws has prevented but I, I would think it's probably overused and it, not in my opinion it's not, not used correctly obviously not worth the sacrifice to individual rights that the you know potential consequences are yeah yeah well and look and there's a there's a there's a deeper psychological problem in the country that th- this these gun laws are uh, uh distracting us from right like there's a whole different problem going on right now yeah this is not look people had guns all the time back in the day and you didn't have these things going on yeah you did not nearly like you do now though uh no probably not as often the past 12 months it's stepped up a lot well that is a i think but that's a a consequence of that's a direct and not just covid but it's it's a i think that's a direct consequence of the general malaise that we're talking about uh, earlier in the show is it, that and a lot of that is driven by the actions of government yes so you know it's it's uh <laughs> again everything is driven by the actions of government like this economy that we're in right now this inflation uh you know back when they were uh you know saying oh yeah let's give everyone uh two thousand no make it four thousand and let's do a ppp and let's give everyone you know free money and 
And, you know, a couple years ago, we're like, uh, hey, guys, this is going to cause a shitload of inflation. You realize that, right? Yeah. This is going to tank the no, economy. No, no, it was P- Putin, dude. Putin. <laughs> right. Putin's inflation war is yeah, going on right. now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Putin's uh, uh, fault that the gas prices. Yeah, right. Exactly. But the point is, is, is these actions have consequences and the government's actions have consequences in the people and, and they we're refuse starting to, see to admit those consequences exactly yeah you exactly. know but the people see it though which is also why you have that you know general malaise yeah in fact in all this talk about inflation how often do you hear anyone say yeah and this month inflation was uh you know 8.6 higher uh, year over year uh and this is due to the four trillion dollars that we printed uh into uh, out of the pandemic Oh, that would be considered misinformation. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would get you. The truth is misinformation. Yeah, and it, and again, this is not conspiracy theory. This is just literally economics 101. Yeah. I, it, so. Yeah. And they want to make it sound like everything else than that, though. Right, right. You know? Yeah, and when you do that, you don't get to have a peaceful dinner at Morton's. Well, I guess that's true. That's a good <laughs> point. Know? Maybe you're right. All right, so let's get into this Russia versus China thing now. Oh, where, you skipped on me. Where are you no, going? I didn't. It's the next thing uh, underneath that. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Russian scientists held on charges for of spying for China. <laughs> yeah. So uh, apparently the uh, the Chinese have been, uh, and this actually surprises me, uh, trying to steal a lot of uh, Russian uh, technology, specifically the hypersonics. I guess that's one area that... Uh, you know, uh, Russia has made some some progress ahead of uh, the rest of the world in is, is hypersonic uh, weapons. Uh, but, yeah, they they've uh, the Russians have actually uh, arrested two different uh, uh, Russian scientists uh, for spying for China. So a lot of uh, a lot of international intrigue there. But then again, it could be the whole paranoia thing. You know, well, look, I'm sure that there's something to do with it. But however, though, and, and this I don't want to say this goes without saying, but. Are you going to tell me that we don't have fucking Russian scientists on the fucking American payroll, too? Oh, of course we do. Like, yeah. and we don't have Chinese. Like, everybody's spying on everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well the Chinese do it a ton. I mean, shit. Chi- no, no. Chinese have made a have made a, a very, very cottage industry out of it. The, the Chinese are all up in our shit. I mean, they, they've got us inside out. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. But they do it with they do it through various means, though. And technology is where they're doing a, a good amount of it, though, because we'll buy technology from them, and then they'll use backdoors oh, no, to no. Uh, human intel as well. I mean, they <laughs> they have got actual operatives in pretty much every um, you know national laboratory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sandia, Drive, Oak Ridge, driving politicians around, sleeping with some of them. Right. Yeah. Eric I, Swalwell. Eric Swalwell was literally banging a fucking Chinese fucking spy for years, and he's on the Intel Committee. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so That howdy-doody-looking motherfucker. Yeah, ba- basically, uh, as far as uh, intelligence goes, uh, the Chinese are kicking our ass in that. Yeah. yeah. We actually, uh, the U.S. has gotten much more dependent on the super high-tech stuff, which actually we're way better than the Chinese in right now. Um, but the the Chinese do it a much more sneaky method. They they do it through, uh, you know, all the electronics that they sell us. We do it through, you know, the, all the the satellite and getting into the backbone of all the networks and everything like that. So yeah, uh, we do it a little different. But the end result is uh, they're they're probably better at it right now, especially the human intel. Yeah, yeah. All right, now there's another story you put on here. It said China China may be plotting moon takeover. As part of its military space program, says NASA. Yeah, <laughs> and this is an interesting uh, side effect of the uh, 
the worsening relations between the U.S. and, and uh, China is uh, the uh, the space war, so to speak. And, and yeah, China, of course, wants to uh, take over the moon. Uh, which, you know, pretty much we know. <laughs> China wants to take over everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, NASA is now warning about this. But I, I find that funny. It's like, how are you going to take over the moon? I mean, seriously, how are you going to do that? I mean, in in 100 years, <laughs> you know? Well, no, here's the, look, if you were really concerned about China, like if you wanted to take them out and they're at the moon, right? it's very easy. Right. Like, it's not hard. You yeah. can totally, like, one gun. <laughs> one. Yeah. A twenty-two. Yeah, right. And you're fucking everything up. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, just, yeah. But well, it, hold on. How how does, would a bullet travel in space like that? I oh, guess, of course. Yeah, so it, yeah. Well, uh, on the moon, it's going to. Well, it would keep going forever then until it was stopped. Not forever. It would go about six times farther than it would on Earth. Uh, yeah. You know, because uh, it has one-sixth the Earth gravity. Yeah. Um, in in actual the vacuum of space, it would theoretically go forever, but you know eventually it's going to slow down because it does interact with some particles. Space or, is not or a something vacuum. could or something could hit or it could hit right. something. Yeah. So, but uh, even though the odds in space of you hitting something is slim to none, but yeah, yeah, very very like you're going to go a long ways before you before you hit something. There. <laughs> the odds are very very small. The vastness of space is beyond right. your comprehension. Oh, uh, that was good. I like that. Yeah, proud of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. But uh, yeah, they're actually wor- worried that the Chinese are going to take over the moon. I-, I I don't even know how you're going to defend it. You know, it's like, yeah, we got three guys on this fucking planet. Well, hold <laughs> on. How many people are currently on the moon right now? Zero. None. <laughs> right. What are you taking over? <laughs> right. Hold on. It, yeah. And this is the thing: when you read this article, it's like, hold on. They're not really taking it over. They're just trying to get there. Yeah, they're just landing, you know, rovers on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the moon, by international treaty, is is no country's territory. You know? Yeah. It's like international waters, essentially. It's like uh, Antarctica. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. It will be interesting to, over the next 50, 100, 200 years to see how that does play out. Uh, but for the time being, I don't think that's too much of a threat. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd be much more concerned about Taiwan than the moon. Here's the thing. If we are going to depend on NASA for uh, uh, interplanetary space travel, you might as well just fucking close the shit up right now and get it done with. Because, you know, they suck. They totally suck at it. And if anybody I, has I shown know. them. They're, they're going to get us back to the moon. <sighs> Come on. You know. no, they're, I, are they going to get us back to the moon while Elon Musk goes to Mars? Possibly. Possibly. Like, if you yeah. want to see the difference between the but private sector important. and government, then that's a great one. Yeah, but both are important. You know, so and then, you know, I used to be a fan of NASA, and after and after SpaceX, I'm no longer a fan. Well, it's it's not necessary anymore. Yeah. Is the bottom line. Um, but it's still, you know, what NASA did in NASA's time is is to be commended. Now, but uh, yeah, they are actually. Uh, in fact, I think they uh, just test fired uh, the uh, uh, the launch vehicle uh, for the moonshot. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, it's. Uh, I just thought it was funny that NASA is worried that China is taking over the moon because they landed a couple of little robots on it. Yeah. Yeah. God forbid. Good luck with that. Now let's get into coronavirus news. Um, this was, and, and the the good news here, by the way, is that it seems now that this stuff is not um, taking over the news cycle like it used to take over the news cycle. Not even remotely. People but, don't care. But it's still, but it's still coming up. So the Omicron subvariant now dominating the U.S. 
is the worst version of the virus that we've seen. Right. What a bunch of bullshit, by the way. Oh, yeah, it totally is. So new immune evading Omicron subvariant BA.5 is now dominant in the U.S. And previous heavy hitter stealth Omicron is now a shadow of its former self, according to the federal health data released on Tuesday. BA5 is, is, uh, is estimated to have caused nearly 54% of COVID infections in the, last, in the U.S. last week, according to data from the U.S. Centers for Disease and Control and Prevention. Along with twin variant BA.4, it swept South Africa that spring, uh, this spring thanks to its ability to evade immunity from both prior infection and vaccination. Yeah, I, I think at this point, it's clear that um, they are going to keep riding this train uh, to keep selling uh, vaccines. The fear. Yeah. It, 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 this is, this, in my opinion, is more of an advertorial than an actual news article. Yes. You know, it, it truly is. Uh, because, again, <laughs> it has become so inconsequential in human daily life, the, the COVID has, uh, at this point, um, that... It really, we should not pay it any more mind than we do catching the common cold. Yeah, you know, really, it's it's in that ballpark. Uh, I don't even think at this point it's it's as big of a concern as the flu. And what they try to do is they try to attribute all these long-lasting effects. You know, this person had COVID two years ago, and now they have liver cancer. Yeah, it must be from COVID. You know what I'm saying? It's it's that sort of thing that they seem to try to do. But you know, when you when you look at the reasons why, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the other article we have is how Pfizer won the pandem- pandemic in profit and influence. Basically, what the article says is that uh, Pfizer made 81 billion dollars, doubled its revenue in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Doubled its revenue in 2020 and is on pace to uh, to continue that path. But in order to do it, they need to keep pushing the narrative that COVID's bad. You got to be vaccinated. Blah blah blah. Even though now we're seeing that the additional vaccines and the boosters actually, statistically speaking, make you more likely to have symptomatic COVID. Yes. You know. And, and, and again, that's that's not us. That's not some you know. Cons- that's not Alex Jones. That's what the CDC data it's is. It's all now. on record. No, CDC is actually putting that out. Um, so quietly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not really like not, they're not focusing th- on that. Those part. ones don't get the big news stories, but if you look for the data, you can find it. Yes. Um, but yeah, and but you've got Pfizer, which uh, and Johnson and Johnson, Johnson and Johnson actually was uh, one of the organizations that funded the gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are the guys that are benefiting from the most. And not only with this new money, they have greater influence over the FDA. Yes. Um, because like uh, a couple months ago, we had that uh, undercover investigation into the FDA and that high ranking, uh, you know, a director level person, the FDA, a deputy director level um, saying that, oh, yeah, they, you know, for, Billions and billions of our budget comes from the pharmaceutical companies themselves, and pretty much, you know, they can they can push the agenda, mm-hmm. you know. So, and you've got you know FDA officials admitting that now you have these for-profit corporations, and again, I sound like an anti-capitalist, but I'm not. I'm an anti-corporatist government collusion. Um, but now you've got you know organizations like Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson and even Moderna to a lesser extent that now have 
all these extra billions of dollars that they, A, want to keep that that profit train running, Mm -hmm. and B, can use to buy more influence to get government to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now hold on. Now, remember this, too, though. Pfizer made this money not because it sold – it did sell – the um the drugs but it sold it who paid for it though the government the government did right people weren't going out and paying it for themselves right the government gave them the money and then gave it away to everybody right it, they didn't give it away because the government paid them for it they just didn't charge you right away for it and essentially the organization that approved them getting this money was the same organization that they pay yeah, hold that on. they fund and that funded the gang of fun, gain of function, gain of function research, research that caused it to begin with. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, but logically, again, hold it, on. not allegedly, logically, logically, it's it's it's. <laughs> we've talked about this several times, but it's it's hard to look at all the historical records of what was going on at the Wuhan lab, who was funding it. Uh, the fact that they they you know took this coronavirus in bats, uh, used genetic modifications to make it jump to humans, uh, supposedly so that they could you know come up with countermeasures to it if this ever happened in the wild, and lo and behold, two miles away at a wet market, this actually happens in the wild. Yeah, yeah. And the companies that funded the gain of function research have doubled their profits in the past two years. I, I, li- I, I mean, just yeah, <laughs> come on, no, come no, no. on, guys. Here's the thing: I literally want to start a political pack, not to support any candidate whatsoever, right? To just make yard signs against those people that supported lockdowns and mandates, right? And just put out a sign that says, "This politician supported lockdowns and mandates. Vote accordingly." Right. Right. Like literally, just just to put those out. Like just to just do that. Yeah. Just go ahead and just do that. Well, I think what you're going to see in the 2022 election is there's going to be a lot of people who uh, running for office that didn't do that and are rewarded for it. Yes. Well, and 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 now it looks like there's a lot of people, especially with politicians in Florida, that have severely backed away from those positions and are trying to you know change the narrative. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like they they voted if they voted for that stuff, they're trying to justify it now and say that we you know well the science has changed and this and this yeah. and this. Yeah. Well, and I think that look the hardline lockdowners are still hardline, but I think a lot of people who were just thought they were they were doing the right thing at the time and in in hindsight say that oh wow that was really overkill we really overstepped it yeah you know so I think there's a kind of a a, a rational moderate. Uh, contingency there that is seeing this as oh yeah in 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 retro at the time they may have supported it but in retrospect they realize it was government oversight that yeah. overstepping their boundaries you know yeah because even here's the thing even <laughs> if I was to make that pack it would even have to put one out for DeSantis that for well for sixty or ninety days you actually supported lockdowns right right because everybody did yeah yeah he closed the bars he closed the bars yeah I remember that Again, which by the bars. You know, I, I I don't know. <laughs> Why is a bar any different than anywhere else? You know, they just they, they wanted to close the shit down, man. Yeah, they they love. Look, if it, there's one thing that government the government officials love to do, it is to flex their power. Yeah, they yeah. love it when they get the opportunity to stick it to the rest of the people <sighs> under the guise of taking care of them. Here's the thing: I don't know that they necessarily love it. 
And I blame the people just as I much. They as, get off on it, as a matter of fact. I blame I the people. No, no. Maybe in some cases. In some cases, you're probably right. But I think a lot of politicians are just like the people are demanding we do something. So I blame stupid people who g- demand government does something just as much as I blame the politicians who do it. Yeah, no, you that's know? fair. That's fair. That's fair. Because I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people clamoring, well, you have to do something. Well, we can't fix the problem. Well, do something. Do something. Okay, we'll fuck shit up worse. Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, no, no. And then six months later, those people complain that shit got more fucked up. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, just keep going back to it, man. Like I got, like this. Look, country- just keep cutting me checks. Just keep cutting me checks. That's all I give a fuck about. You know, keep driving this fucking country into the ground. Just send me a check until the money. This all country gone. suffers from mass Stockholm syndrome. That totally does. Yeah, it's amazing how it does, though. Yeah, and but <laughs> what you're saying is a, a lot of people are, you know waking up to it and not even necessarily waking up because a lot of these people who are angry don't have any idea what they're angry at they just know that they're angry yeah or they don't understand the why they're angry well they don't understand how shit got fucked up right and they don't and they actually look and when you start to explain to them why shit got fucked up that's when they check your fuck out like they don't want to hear it then at that point oh no 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 that's not it Eh, sometimes Sometimes people, I I think people more and more are open to. Uh, yeah, now they're getting more and more open to it. But. The the message that we have is that you know essentially government is almost never a solution for anything. Yeah, you like know? the solution and usually is to makes get, it worse. Like the solution is to get rid of these departments. Well, again, it's it's not even a solution per se. It it's a well, stop digging. Yeah, it, 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 I don't even want to say a solution because eliminating government doesn't solve problems. It just doesn't, A, it doesn't make them worse in a lot yeah. of cases, and it just allows you to deal with things much easier. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's really you know, what it comes down to. Yeah, you know? no, 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 it, I get you there. It makes, and again, I've said this before, it, it, the world will still be a messy and dangerous place. It'll just be a different kind of messy and dangerous. Well, and it'll be easier to control. Yeah, easier to manage. Well, Easier for you to be able to manage as yes, an individual. in your own life. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I got you. I mean, if nothing else, you'll have at least uh, one-third more income to <laughs> to do it with, <laughs> you know? Well, even more so because you can go out and make money however you want to go out and make money. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Like, there's a lot of... Like, again, you know, some people call them drug dealers. I call them entrepreneurs. Right. Right. You know? And if it was legal, then they wouldn't have a storefront. Oh, speaking of which, I got to stop by and see somebody after the show. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what kind of time are we looking at here? Uh, we got uh, we got 10 minutes in this oh, segment. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. we're good. Let's go to Cassandra. The Cassandra Trigger DFC. Oh, yeah. These, this AI algorithm supposedly predicts big city crime before it happens. Is this in Pasco County? Is that no, no. This is uh, somebody at, took Naco's fucking research and ran with it. This is a uh, University of Chicago. Fucking Chicago again. Jesus like, Christ! Just, let's wipe that fucking place off the map. Just yeah, just secede or something, will you? Please. Um, but uh, they came up with a, uh, a computer algorithm that they say can predict future crimes up to one week in advance with ninety percent accuracy. Um, and what's interesting about this is they've had a lot of statistical av- ag- algorithms for, for crime for a few years, several years. Yeah. Um, but normally they have to do with geographic patterns uh, based on uh, history and things like that. 
But this one, it says their tool departs from past models, which tend to pin crime to geographic hotspots, relying instead on what in their paper calls nature human behavior, uh, spatial temporal point processes unfolding in social context. By analyzing hundreds of thousands of different patterns, they argue that they are able to determine the risk of crime at a specific time and space. They said this allows them to see not just how the how crime is changing over time, but also how policing evolves alongside of it. This style of crime prevention has never fa- uh, has never found a big following among criminal justice reformers, and may even raise flags with people put off by the pre-crime scenario famously depicted in the 2002. Uh, movie Minority Report. Oh, that was 2002? Yeah. Ba- well, it was based on a, a Philip K. Dick uh, novel. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But, uh, and also based on a, a novel by uh, yours truly called The Cassandra Trigger, because yeah. that's exactly what Cassandra was in, in the book. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just... This, oh, available on Amazon. Available on Amazon. Uh, free right now. Yes, as a matter if you of, sign up. Uh, free if you sign up. You get a hard copy. Well, not a hard copy. A paperback copy of the book if you sign up to be a subscriber. Patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. That's right. But also right now I'm doing a uh, free promotion so you can get a Kindle version of it free this weekend. Ah, oh, look at Adrian. Yeah. So I, I forgot to you mention that You got a link that for early. that? Uh, Amazon.com and, and search The Cassandra Trigger. Yeah. Shut your dick. What, what do you want me to do, man? I, marketing is not my thing. <laughs> you I, fucking I, lying. Leave me alone. I just fucking woke up. <laughs> I'm still not up yet. <laughs> right. Um, now, uh, taking it a, a step for, further with the uh, algorithms and AIs, Chinese researchers claim they have an AI capable of reading minds. Now, what they're using it for is to test party loyalty. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right. A new report claimed the Chinese government is now implementing cutting-edge artificial intelligence to monitor the minds of dozens of Communist Party officials. Researchers in China claim to have developed software that can accurately analyze facial expressions and brain waves to monitor if subjects were attentive to thought and political education. Holy fuck. Right? I mean... Well, you better have one fucking hell of a poker face. Oh, man. Like, yeah. you better be able to fucking really have a poker face on this one. It, it's amazing. It, They're it, so fucking evil. At some point, the Chinese people are going to put a stop to this. And God, you'd hope so. And when they do. Well, hold on, hopefully, they put a stop to it before they kill all of them. Well, when they do, it's Because this is going to make the great leap forward look like a fucking like a step. Because, yeah. you know, the, the social credit score now in China has a lot of algorithmic you know uh implementation to it and um and now in china if your social credit score goes too low they come and arrest you and take you to a re-education camp yeah and when they take you to the camp they use this ai to indoctrinate you and they keep fine-tuning the process until you are indoctrinated and the ai says oh yeah yep now they believe it i mean The, the fact that this exists in reality is just astounding to me. I, it, it's, I, I can't believe that a population of human beings would allow their government to do this to them. You know, eventually there will be a breaking point for the Chinese people. But again, they do think differently than we do. It's, it's interesting how... Uh, Chinese people and people from Southeast Asia in general have a little more of a tendency to accept the fact that they are just a a small cog in a giant machine and that they are one of many as opposed to the more Western, you know, I am an individual type philosophy. Um, 
but yeah, it, it, it's just astounding. And and it, they come out and just talk about this like this is what we're doing. And the people are like, yay. It will truly enhance a party member's political quality and ideological thought. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. And with, this is dystopian shit right here. If there's <laughs> yeah. ever been. This is actually. <laughs> this is worse than Orwell. This is, is actually. They take it a step further than 1984. Oh, they yeah, really no, do. No. They want to beat you down till you either believe it or you're dead. Right. Yeah. If they can't educate you, then you're gone. Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. It, it, it's absolutely astounding. God, these guys are so fucking bad. I know. I know. It, it almost makes me want to fight them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> maybe that'll be the way that uh, you know we get to reset civilization is a, a nuclear war between uh, the U.S. and China. You know, just... throw Russia in there for good measure. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's do it. Like Fuck I've it, met, eh? I've met, like I've met, uh, um, uh, I've met Chinese people, and I, I like them. I don't have a problem with Chinese people, but man, this government that they have over there, like, how has this guy not been killed yet? Right. You know, right. like they're killing the old Japanese prime minister. Like you, you can't go over across the across the fucking the Sea of Japan and go take that motherfucker out. Right. That Winnie the Pooh looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Right. Man. Yeah. Well, it is interesting. I don't know how much of it is exclusively Xi Jinping. Um, obviously, he's a he's a strong man dictator type um, who has immense power. But it makes me wonder how many are waiting in the wings that would, you know, govern the exact same way. Or if he died tomorrow, there would be a reform. Um, you know, I, I think probably there's there's plenty of people that uh, have bought into it uh, surrounding him. So he's just one of many. So it really doesn't take him being in power. Yeah. Uh, whereas Russia, I think, is a completely different story. I think if Putin goes down, Russia changes dramatically. Yeah, you know, but no, I think you're China, right about that. China, no, I think that they've uh, <laughs> they've they've got enough at, at the uh, top levels of the uh, communist Chinese Chinese Communist Party uh, that uh, it would be business as usual uh, whether he was there or not. Yeah, you know? but uh, yeah, it's just absolutely astounding that. Right. Uh, so know. there's one more story I wanted to get. We to got. Here we can quick. do one more quick one. All right, Representative Ilhan Omar booed, told to get the <laughs> fuck out at Minnesota concert appearance. Now, here's the thing. When I first read the story, it didn't explain the concert that they were at. And I was like, you know, what kind of concert was this in order to right. get this response? So let me read some of it, though. Far left rep Ilhan Omar was met with a chorus of boos and calls to get the fuck out when she appeared on stage at a music festival in Minnesota over the weekend. Video from Saturday Night Event featuring Somali singer... Sudan Sihirar showed Omar, the first Somali-American elected to Congress, walk on stage with her husband, Tim Manette. The, now, here's the thing. This is a Somali singer. Right. So the crowd... crowd was predominantly Somali. Yeah, yeah. In so, Minnesota, which has a huge Somali population. Yeah, yeah. The crowd at the Target Center prom promptly unleashed a torrent of boos that lasted more than a minute. Others in the mostly Somali audience shouted, get out, and some yelled, get the fuck out of here. Well, here's here's the thing. I think that uh, the Somali Muslims, who are extremely conservative and pissed off at uh, uh, Ilhan over her stance on abortion, need to get together with the conservative Christian right. I think they're a match made in heaven. <laughs> I guess so. All right, guys. Uh, hour number one is in the can. Join us hour number two at patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. We'll talk about the crazy hooker wild night, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey.